0: Thought
1: it was over. Nah, we just get started. Hello and welcome to Neutral Wrestling. This is your WWE Payback 2020 recap show. We are back. There's two of us you've not seen Tebs, unless you've been listening to the movie chef podcast. But Follow us on Twitter, at Neutral Subscribe on Apple, YouTube. And yeah, Tebs. Hello. we just, just had a quick 10-minute catch-up offer. How are you doing? The beard is looking fantastic.
2: Yeah, I started growing this. Hello, by the way. Hello, Daniel. I started growing this in, because uh, I have to shave every week for work. I, have, I get baby fluff on my chin. And I decided I was just going to keep it growing so I could look. Uh, imagine how I looked on a castaway island. You know, like Tom Hanks or something like that.
1: You look like you're in Vikings. I don't know if you've ever watched Vikings.
2: I, I, it's not quite long enough to plat yet, but I'll be getting a bit of that soon. I'll be getting a bit of that.
1: Oh, fucking it! You look like Jericho from two thousand and one. <laughs> I tried growing mine, and it got—it was just like bum fluff. It took me four months, and the other day I looked at it, I thought, needs to go that. It needs to go. But
2: this is, yeah, this is five months, and that, yeah, it grows longer months. on my face than it does on my head.
1: I'm jealous that you get that little thing there. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so Payback 2020, the big take of it. I know it sort of happened on SmackDown. Has it even happened now? I think it has. The news that people have probably been saying should have happened years ago. Finally, Roman Reigns has turned heel, you'd like to think. There might be an asterisk next to it, but he's definitely at least changed his character. He's aligned with Paul Heyman last night to win the Universal title from The Fiend, who lost it a week after winning it at SummerSlam. Other headlines, Keith Lee. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean in six minutes. I was not expecting that. And then, who who knew it? Vince McMahon must have been a big fan of Evolve, a big fan of Matt Riddle and Keith Lee as a tag team, because Matt Riddle beat Baron Corbin as well. Clean, but then pretty much lost his heat straight away. Um, Overall, what we'll talk about match by match in a minute. What did you actually think? I thought it was... It was a good show. There was nothing bad on it. There was nothing excellent on it. It was just a nice, fun, really good show. I really enjoyed it. It was some big moments. They set up some future stars, I felt. Um, you're about to tell me you thought it was fucking shit.
2: You know No, what? no,
1: you're not, yeah.
2: <laughs> I completely agree with you. Hey! It was a nice surprise. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And... I've fallen out with WWE over the last few months. It just, uh, I I just couldn't be done with it. You know, I don't know if it was the, the crowdless shows or whatever, but I've found myself just catching up on raw on YouTube rather than watching full episodes and things and payback for me when I'm watching it this morning. I thought I'm going to give it a chance. Am I going to watch a good old fashioned wrestling show with no kooky finishes and no daft roll ups instead of clean wins. And you know what it delivered for me? It gave, really did bring me back on board with WWE.
1: Excellent. You told me the other week when you said you weren't thinking of watching it. I think what you said, you messaged me a month ago saying you'd given up on it or something. And I was like, yeah,
2: and I had, I had, I have, well, no, I haven't, but I'll keep watching. Um, But I I don't know. The Thunderdome's probably reinvigorated my interest. The fact that if they're willing to put that much effort and money into making it a spectacle, then, you know, let's, let's watch what they're doing. Uh, and like I say, if this if last night had been a series of um, kooky finishes and run-ins and DQs and and convoluted crap, I would have been not been watching again. Now I can't wait for for Raw and SmackDown this week. I'm back in now. I'm back in yeah. love with it.
1: That's good to hear because I, I've I've not watched much wrestling this summer, as I alluded to on the other ones. But I'd say I've watched more WWE than anything. Um, I've watched I've, I'll watch a full SmackDown, and then probably not watch for two weeks. But I, I do think it's been okay. But I think, like you say, the Thunderdome does help. Just being back yeah. in the in the big arena, yeah, the ring. I know, like, yeah, people say, oh, whatever about the wrestling. But the ring, you've got the pyro, you've got the entrance themes. Do you know what I mean? It, really, I've said this before, it doesn't really affect, I don't think, WWE losing a crowd as much as maybe an AEW would. yeah. Um, because the WWE fans, they're shit. Do you know what I mean? So, if anything, what, half of the times you watch a pay-per-view, you can hear a pin drop... Or it's like Beach Ball City or people just chanting random stuff. So you've lost all that. There is like little things where you're not like getting. There is moments I've thought, yeah, that'd be better with a crowd. But on the whole, you don't actually lose that much. So I think WWE, I'm glad that they've done this. I think I prefer to watch their shows than probably that. Maybe not AEW with 10%, but the AEW shows, the NXT shows from the Performance Center, the, for me, the Thunderdome definitely trumps all of them. Um, do you, yeah. you, you watch SummerSlam? what you over? I know we'll talk about pay, what was your overall thoughts on SummerSlam? Do you think it was better than this, or um,
2: you know what? I'm struggling to remember SummerSlam, which is the big sort of disappointment. I remembered sort of the the slide pin from McIntyre, and I remember the uh, I remember um, Rollins Mysterio, dominant Mysterio. I remember him being impressed um, by Young. Young Master Mysterio, um, but apart from that, I didn't. I can't remember much of it, other than it all seemed to go to plan. You know, Bailey won, then Oscar won, and uh, Rollins won eventually. You know, I, there was nothing that really stood out for me. It didn't. It didn't feel like the second biggest pay per view of the year.
1: Yeah, I do know what you mean. It just felt like another show, and I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I think the Mysterio match was good. I really liked Oscar versus Sasha, to be honest. Um, But I know what you're saying, it didn't really feel like a big, big show, but I don't know. If, If these matches
2: that we watched last night, if they would have been on SummerSlam, I think we'd have remembered SummerSlam would have remembered yeah. Keith Lee, you know, if they'd have just brought him in yeah. two weeks earlier, would have remembered Keith Lee's impact as being, you know, coming in and winning his first. Riddle would have got his first win, doesn't matter who it's against, but it's at SummerSlam means a hell of a lot more. Um, You could have done the Roman Reigns winning the title rather than having a run. You could have just moved the SummerSlam matches to SmackDown and Raw, had some Reigns winning weeks. Of big events happening, and then take these big moments, then put them onto SummerSlam, and I think it would have been far memorable. But instead, they wanted to have two pay per views in a week.
1: Yeah, because now, a people, their thinking is behind it. I'm assuming is look, we've had SummerSlam, we've had Payback. Are people really going to want to spend another what is it, forty, fifty dollars on the what? AEW pay per view on Saturday? Yeah. But what I don't think they've thought is a lot of people would <laughs> pay for the network. But yeah. um I, I, I don't know. if I'll still be ordering.
2: I, I, I genuinely think it's, you know, they're trying to bombard you with as much wrestling as possible. And then, you you know, second week of the month, you've got an AEW pay-per-view. Um, young kids go to the parents asking for $40. What? You had $40 last weekend? No, get away. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I just don't think... I think they're just trying to overload it just so it takes the shine away. They're both as bad as each other, to be honest. They've both been doing it all summer. AEW Dynamite Definitely. on the same night as NXT. And, you know... Yeah. What is wrong with just wanting two companies to succeed? Why does it have to be a battle all the time? Why does everybody have to be against each other all the time? You know, it, it, it's not nineteen ninety-seven anymore. Why can't you put NXT on on a Tuesday night and yeah. just share viewers? I don't get because then you'd have two programs getting three million viewers a week instead of two getting a million and a half.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I don't get it anyway.
1: I know what you're saying. So, to be honest with you, from being like completely off, well, mainly off Twitter. I just, do you know what I mean? Like I used to get annoyed by tactics and stuff. Now I just sit, watch the wrestling, enjoy it. And um, yeah, so overall thoughts. What, we'll just talk about the main topic and then we'll get into the show. Roman Reigns winning the title from The Fiend a week after he won it by pinning Braun Strowman, aligning himself with Paul Heyman. It's finally happened, I think, from, I'd say, 2015. People have wanted Roman to turn heel What are your overall thoughts on the heel turn? How it was done? Did you like the fact they did it on SmackDown? Would you prefer it to happen here? What was your overall thoughts on it with the whole contract storyline?
2: Okay, so I've always wanted Reigns to be heel. I I think now as a heel, he's going to get cheered more than he ever did as a face. And I think it's going to be great because you'll have this guy who's not being scripted to sound like a dickhead week in, week out, it can go out there and say exactly what's on his mind, use some venom as he's slate in this audience that have been on his back for so long. And I think it's going to be fantastic. Putting him with Heyman is a genius move as well, because it keeps him busy while uh, Brock's away. And then coming back in the heel turn at SummerSlam, it was very much Izzy, is he, isn't he? You know, um the contract bit on SmackDown I thought was wonderful. I thought that was really well done and the reveal of Heyman sat next mm-hmm. to him was really clever. Um for me, when I saw the match last night and realized what was going to happen in terms of you just knew when Reigns were going to be coming in, it just makes me all the more convinced for some reason Reigns was going to be the money in the bank holder because he was out from WrestleMania onwards and then Otis won it, didn't he? And I'm, I'm just and the way they did it last night that was a money in the bank cash in last night.
1: Yeah, that and would be great. Great. Should have been great. That. That, yeah, it that that was literally
2: be. a Money in the Bank cash in just without the briefcase. And yeah, it just makes me think that's the story they wanted to tell. And now they can, which I'm on board with it. It was a good story. Um, you know, everything just hit the nose. It was a good old hoss fight between the Fiend and brawn you know neither of them are graceful technicians but it is what it is um the ring breaking i, I kind of had the feeling i'm thinking oh god the building this up as two big huge guys and then reigns coming in and it was just one of those moments that were like yep yeah, that's a dickhead move that that is a proper sneak move well done let's i'm waiting for some. i'm just waiting for the first smackdown in front of a crowd because i think he will let rip on a lot of people
1: yeah, definitely he will, won't he? I mean, yeah. I, I, I've, th- I've said for years ago, I said what to do, turn heel. He will get cheered as a heel because people yeah. want him to turn heel. And then they can right the wrongs of what they did last time instead of just having him, he's a face, yeah? yeah Because Seth turned on him or whatever, yeah? I know, like, they'd sort of turn face before. You can have him organically go into a face, knowing wrestling fans will still probably boo him. But he will still be over if he's got the edginess to him. Um, but as for, I just think, I just think it's. There's so many. It's exciting. I can't remember the last time because obviously we'd watched SmackDown. I messaged Neil last night. I said I can't remember the last time I was actually excited for a title match on a WWE show with what was going to happen. Mm. And I just think, I just, I think it's. I'm interested now. In, I really hope the ratings are up on Raw and SmackDown because for Vince, he might think well. By having these guys win that they like, i.e. Keith Lee, i.e. Matt Riddle, by doing something they've wanted for years, we didn't get it with John Cena, but finally we've got it with Roman, because for me, I wouldn't have been surprised if they never, if they just kept Roman face the entire time and just plodded along, maybe yeah. if the ratings hadn't have dropped as much as they had, maybe if AEW hadn't have come along, they wouldn't have been forced to, like, actually try, do you know, try things, do new things, but, yeah, I, I What I was thinking, where did he go with this? Did we have Brock and Roman's, like, a two-man power trip back to the 20 years ago with Triple H Stone Cold? That would be good. Do you bring in the Usos for a heel faction, have Paul Heyman look after them? Uh, The possibilities are endless. But what I do want to say, going to the match... I found it bizarre that this was probably the best Braun and Bray have actually worked together. I thought they had a yeah. decent little match for the two of them. It was better than SummerSlam. It was better than their match at the pay per view in May. Might not have been as good as that all time classic match in the swamp, but it was still, it was a very, it, they actually worked well together last night. But yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is incredible, right? I was thinking this, that you can have someone turn heel by. Being a heel towards two other heels it went like yeah. he actually did over a baby face or anything No, nah, he's,
2: Reigns has come, yeah Reigns has come in and taken out the fiend who was uh, threatened to kidnap the mrs kids and, and all sorts of crazy stuff uh, evilly shaved Daniel Bryan's beautiful mane off and you've got Braun Strowman that he's, he's gonna have more turns in his career than Big Show by the oh. end of it, guaranteed. Yeah, um but yeah, it, it was a it was a very clever move, if anything. Um I'm I'm looking to see how it plays out. I'm I'm just hoping they don't try and do some clever swerve where Reigns was using him and all along and he's really got to some But if they just have him as your your anti-hero, have him as this um, early days, Steve Austin, you know, the rock Round about what, 96, 90, no ninety seven, ninety eight. you know, where people can boo him and he does evil things and he does nasty things, but you can get behind what he's doing. You know, if they can build him up as that kind of character yeah. and just let him be this badass that you can see he's going to be.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter if he gets cheered. Like you look at the reaction he got the night after, um, WrestleMania, that he beat The Undertaker, the crowd. It's going it? to gain uh, yeah. 33. It's going to gain a reaction. Do you know what I mean? It, Stone Cold was getting cheered when he was a heel, yeah? If Roman's getting cheered, great. At least it's reaction. It's some interest. I want to put it this way, Saturday morning I and maybe even Friday night. I don't know. I will be watching SmackDown, where there's no way I would even consider it a few weeks ago. So they've got well, me...
2: Yeah, I've uh, we, we're recording a special episode on Friday night. Shameless plug: we're recording a special episode on Friday night with a couple of guys from America called Josh and Ben from a podcast called Four Nerds by Nerds. And we're not actually starting to record that till ten at night on Friday. So I think I'm just going to ride with it, and I'm going to be watching SmackDown afterwards. Might as yeah. well. I'll be I'll be up past my bedtime.
1: Might as well. Might as well. So wh- where did he go? Wh- what? What? You're booking Roman Reigns, Oh, I want, I've wanted this feud for ages. Face Daniel Bryan versus heel Roman Reigns. It's already there to tell. The reason the fans rejected Roman was because they wanted Bryan to be the top baby face-and-face face Lesnar at Mania 31. Not Roman Reigns. Instead, Daniel Bryan went in the Intercontinental title match. Fans fought against it. And, yeah, so that you've got that ready-made. I'm thinking... Mate, are they going to have Brian versus Roman at Mania? Probably not, although I think it is a Mania-worthy feud. They start yeah. pushing Brian. I'm thinking maybe Edge comes back, wins the Rumble, faces Roman. But really still, it's probably going to be. I know you're not going to like it. For me, the WrestleMania main event is on paper now. It is face Brock Lesnar versus heel Roman Reigns. Uh, I
2: can see it. I can see Brock turning on Heyman or something. Maybe you know he do not want to share him. Um, out of all of those, I'd have Reigns... Maybe getting tied up in a feud, you know, possibly with AJ Styles or someone like that. I'd have I'd keep him apart from Daniel Bryan, or I'd have it. You know, you can even try try and rekindle some of that old. Tra- Daniel Bryan wants his shot, and he keeps getting you know put yeah. off him and keeps screwing him in contract matches. You know, Bryan can't have a match at Clash of Champions because you know he's not in line, and then at Survivor Series, oh sorry, we've got something else to do, and then it's you know you get to Raw Rumble where. You know, you have Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble, and he, and Reigns can't avoid him any longer. I think that would be a fantastic piece of long-term storytelling, which satisfies your fans in the end. Start now, and every time Daniel Bryan gets a sniff of having a match against Reigns, something gets put in his way, um, and you keep Reigns occupied with other people until maybe next year, Bryan versus Reigns. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, That's That's
1: just what you should do in it. Yeah, it's it. it ha- that match has just got such a good story already there. Brian versus Reigns, and then probably on the other side, I think they're probably going to do Edge versus Orton, if I'm honest.
2: But... Well, Brock's, Brock's on Raw now, isn't he?
1: Oh, he is. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, because we could have McIntyre versus Brock in front yeah. of a crowd because they didn't get to do it last time. Edge, that's Edge even Orton if we get a crowd. It would surprise me
2: if they had Edge Orton again.
1: Yeah, they're going to, um, I think they will, won't
2: they? Who was the other one I was thinking of the other day For for Raw? Well, no, you've got Keith Lee as well. But I don't think he'll be ready for a WrestleMania. Maybe like no. Royal Rumble. Maybe Royal Rumble against Drew McIntyre, something like that. You know, friend against friend is something that I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of options, though. and There, were, there wasn't five months ago. And yeah. now I can see a lot of opportunities because these stars are starting to come back. Yeah. And, you know, a few months ago, they were very threadbare in terms of the talent they had available. And it just got repetitive. I mean, we're going to talk about Apollo Crews, Bobby Lashley in a minute. I yeah, the the amount of times I've seen them two in a combination in a match over the last few weeks, I, it's just lost my interest. But last night felt like it was a defining moment.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I, one thing I just thought when we said AJ Styles, obviously AJ and Paul Heyman hate each other in real life. Yeah, They could bring that into the story somehow working. It's like now, you don't really need heel versus face because there's no crowd there. I mean, they've shown they're not bothered with that with last night. Bailey Sasha against Shayna and um, Thingy, but yeah. So overall, what Universal Title match? You enjoy it? You think it was good?
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't too use that word again convoluted. It was very simple. You know, it was the it was the Seth Rollins cash in from whatever mania it was when he did his Money in the Bank cash-in on Brock and Reigns. It was the exact same match. And and it's satisfied because it's a it's an age-old story that they've just told with different people. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it suited him. It sets out what we need to know about Reigns from now on. is, is done being the uh, the hero that comes in first and goes out on his back. He's going to run and he's going to sneak and he's going to cheat and he's going to do what he has to, to win his title. That's great by me. Let's move now there. Let's go. Do
1: you reckon to mess?
2: Sorry, Fiend's still there as well. Um, Strowman, yeah, I think we can put him to one side, but the option of having a match against the Fiend at any point, I think would be fantastic. But I think he's... Well, I'm going to say he's going to be the first, but Goldberg was the first. You still got Goldberg as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Gold- Goldberg. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that could be me. What do you mean, the option to have a match, what, with Fiend and Roman?
2: With Roman in particular, or Fiend as well, yeah. So th- there's a lot of options there. That's that's what I'm trying
1: to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean, Braun versus Fiend or... Fiend versus Roman.
2: Well, you've got Fiend Roman, you've got Fiend Goldberg in a rematch, yeah. you've got Fiend Goldberg Roman. They're gonna do enough. that.
1: They're gonna do that Goldberg Roman match at some point. I think Ro- Bro- Goldberg's got a two match per year contract. So a bit next Saudi show then, what Yeah, probably, probably. Um but yes, yeah, so Clash of Champions. Will they have messed Roman up by Clash of Champions? What I wanna know is though. Is it on the 20th of September, or is it on the fucking 27th of September? Because if you were right, I'm sat there, coffee'd up out of my brain at quarter past two in the morning, and I watched the advert we drew McIntyre, it comes up 20th of September, and I'm thinking, oh, that's second weekend of the football season, I'm going to be watching that rough as fuck. <laughs> and then it comes up at the bottom, September the 27th, and I thought, mate you with coffee or what? <laughs> well, yeah, so... Who knows? I
2: would, I would say I started thinking through it. Me and I'm like twenty twenty third. That's only three weeks. No, twenty seventh. Eh? What? And I'm trying to rewind, but I, I couldn't get fucking. Anyway, yeah, twenty seventh. Apparently, yeah. is when we've got that. That that looks interesting. I don't want to jump ahead before we even talk about tonight. But last night, but um, Clash of Champions does look interesting. But how many switches are they going to have on? You know, consecutive pay per views. I don't know. So I
1: know. we're going to get Drew versus Orton, and we're probably going to get Roman versus Fiend. That will build up towards Roman versus Fiend in a yeah. hell. Of that, I'd say.
2: Ah yes, do the hell in the cell stipulation on. See, they normally do champion versus champion at um, Survivor Series. Survivor Series, which is that'll be the next. Will that be the next one or the one after?
1: No, so it's Clash of Champions on the, 20 or the 20th or the 27th, we'll flip yeah. the point. And then Hell in a Cell. Right, album. okay. You can tell I'm in isolation. Hell in a Cell is on the first, Sunday, the 1st of November. And then Survivor Series, obviously, at the end of November. No pay-per-view in October. Right, okay,
2: okay, right, I'll get but, mixed up there. So Hell in a Cell's still there, but they've just switched it later on in the yeah.
1: year. The night after Halloween, Hell in a Cell.
2: Oh, that's going to be Fiend Roman, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I yeah. think so. So, let's rewind to the opener. Did you watch the pre-show match? Because I didn't. No. Nah. I was watching... Uh, actually, I watched the last five minutes of it. I was watching Money Heist, and I thought I'll stick, stick it on. I watched Liv Morgan botch a move. But this is something I want to complain about, which is not like me, right? So, I messaged Neil earlier in the day. I said, who the fuck's paying for this WWE network? Is it me or you? And he went, it's not me. I thought, well, I haven't had any money come out of my bank. So... Didn't think anything of it. I watched SummerSlam on it last week. So I'm sat there watching the last 10 minutes of the pre-show. I've cancelled my cards because we come back from Benidorm and I'm a bit paranoid about using my cards abroad. Or That sounds, mm-hmm. I don't is it racist in twenty? Whatever, right? I've no, been no. in a lot of places. I thought, I'll just cancel it, get a new one. Yeah. So it gets to 11.59 UK time. And I've sat there on my phone. I thought, it's two minutes past 12 here. And I look at my TV. Subscribe now. Ah, uh, <laughs> fucking hell, they could have said, I've been watching the pre-show, but they've changed it, haven't they, so there's yeah. a free tier. So they, I didn't even know I wasn't subscribed, so I'm sat there. I'm like, luckily I found my Re- Resolute, Revolut card, whatever you want to call it. So I'm creating an account without paying it for that. And then I messaged Neil said, fucking hell, I've been scrambling about it with my card. He went, you do realise we've got it on a channel that we might have? <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, I felt like i just got a tenner and go bang.
2: Yeah, you you might as well have just post a ten pound of Vince McMahon there. I know, I literally, because cool. you're not gonna you're not gonna watch anything else. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't know. Who's, I think I must have been using yours because I went to put the the network on and it says you've automatically been disconnected. I'm like, I didn't do that, so somebody must have stopped paying.
1: Yeah, it's all <laughs> right. I'll uh, give a login. Password Pablo Hernandez. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, right, let's get into the first match. So, it's Apollo Lashley. I missed the first five. I like the intros to the pay per views, but I didn't get to see it because of this free tier thing. But, yeah. So, Apollo versus Lashley. Uh, it, it was a nightmare, as I said, with the WWE Network, as yeah, I'm reading from a note. So, the match ends. It was a bit slow, I thought. And I'm thinking, I'm sat there and I'm thinking, why is Lashley opening a pay per view in 2020 against Apollo? But it ends with Lashley hits like an elevated choke slam. Um, and then, God knows. Well, let me look at my notes. A yeah. attacks Lashley after the yeah, match. Yeah, that's what I. It was a good finish to the match, I thought. Um, but this feud must continue. I enjoyed this match overall. The last few minutes were good. The first seven or eight minutes were a bit meh. But, yeah, it was it
2: good. Picked, it picked up towards the end. I think it was right putting a belt on Lashley. Absolutely. You know, it, it, they're trying to do something with this hurt business. You can't lose all the time and build credibility as a as a dominant stable. Um, you know, I wouldn't have minded seeing him probably, you know, go to Apollo and say, join us. You know, why not? You're good enough. I I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something that's happened on Raw, but you can go. Shelton Benjamin should have got involved. Maybe you know, show that they are heels rather than just standing around at ringside looking like cutouts from the Argos catalog. And then you've got after the match, your babyface attacks the guy who's just been fighting, who's got two of his mates next to him. You're on your own, and he ends and they end up running off. And I'm like. That just took me totally out of it. I'm like, what's going on here? Which one's the face? Which one's the heel? Which one's the bad guy? Which one's smart? I mean, if you've just been beaten and you've lost your belt, are you going to take, go take on the three biggest guys in the room and think you're going to win? I don't I don't get what that was supposed to do for Apollo. I really don't.
1: No, no. And I'm guessing we're going to see this probably on Raw tomorrow night. But yeah, it was a decent start. I do did not too... Guys, I'd say that you'd want to open a pay-per-view, traditional pay-per-view openers would be fast-paced. This wasn't, but there wasn't really any other matches that are fast-paced nah. on the show that you could have really had. Um, next, we have Kayla who's asking Paul Heyman if she can come into Roman Reigns' locker room. Um, he was like, is Charlie too busy tonight? Which I thought was cute. Um, but yeah, this uh, what I was going to allude to on SmackDown, which I like, which they've not done really, like there was a story going throughout the show on SmackDown of I love the whole bit with uh, Postman Pierce having to go around and uh, get the signatures. And it's like, will Roman sign? Will he won't They carried it on till tonight? So it's nice that they actually remembered what happened two days ago. And they had this built through the the show, which helps later on. Um, We had a random segment with Keith Lee and JBL, where JBL's asking Keith Lee if he knows what he's getting himself into, stuff like that, which was weird, which it would later motivate JBL. And then we move on to Big E, Versus Sheamus, and for me, this was a lot like the opener, where the heel, work, the the parts where Sheamus was working over Biggie got a bit boring. Um, it was a bit slow, um, but then the match picked up from Biggie's spear through the middle ropes, and eventually, for yep. a bit of back and forth, Biggie gets the win, the much needed win which he needed for his hopefully big singles push, um, with a big ending, oh. one, two, three, clean over Sheamus.
2: Sorry, Big E's on a singles push at the minute because the commentary team didn't hint at that whatsoever.
1: (laughs) They might have mentioned it a few times.
2: They might have mentioned it once or twice that he doesn't have the new day here and he had a big singles run and he's really going it alone here. It's like, oh, fucking hell, yeah, we get it. I I enjoyed the match without the uh, WWE 2K commentary on top. Um, I love Sheamus, I love Big E. I think they're both fantastic. I think Sheamus, I thought, were going to come back and be a bit more make big more be, me, excuse me make a bit more of an impression uh than it has now he just seems to be the guy that beats up the faces on the route to a mid-card title so i hope we get something a bit more substantial to do and it nothing ever happened with the jeff hardy thing did it i thought it wasn't sheamus that we we're going to have framed no. him and i thought there was a big convoluted plot so yeah i've got to take that one up with him when i see him um But, yeah, it was a good match. I really do enjoy it. The big ending for me is one of those moves that it looks like it hurts Big E more than the other guy, but that's by the by. Um, Really sold well on the sort of going after the knee, taking his power out. Uh, It was good storytelling. It was basic, but it was good fun. It was a solid match. Not went wrong with it. Told the story, developed Big E, done feud, move on. I think it was one of the matches of the night.
1: Just did
2: what it was supposed to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. It exactly, served its purpose. Big E yeah. gets a big win over, do you know what I mean, a, mid, a mid-carder, do you know what I mean? One thing, I, I was sat there and I was I, I was thinking, did you just say that? So I think it was Corey Graves and Michael Cole probably as well. And he was like, um, it's like well, Biggie, yeah, he's had title reigns and single reigns, but none of them are memorable. None of them actually meant anything in the history of WWE. And I'm sat there and then <laughs> Corey Graves goes. Went, and you could say the same about Sheamus, really. And I'm thinking, I'm sure Sheamus had about five title reigns or something. He, yeah. he he won a World Heavyweight title in a match at WrestleMania. But if you don't think that any of that matters, then why the fuck should I? Some poor, some poor bastard's probably flown from England to Miami. To see Seamus win the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania 28. And he sat there six years later, or whatever, listening to Corey Graves going, oh, that didn't mean fuck all. I'd be asking for me flight refund. <laughs> but um, yeah. I thought it was a weird comment to me. He sort of buried both of them. Yeah, it uh, did
2: really. didn't it? it basically said everything they've done up to now do not mean anything. And these two boys are in the peak of the career. It's like, well, hang on a second. Why? I say it's more to the point of why should we give a damn? Then if you don't, if everything they've done up to now doesn't matter, why do you want us to care now? But I, I I could. uh, That for me is just scripted shit. WWE commentary. It's dreadful. It's this Michael Cole era of. um, You've got a soundboard oh, it's boss time, it's the big dog, you know, fuck off. And it just like if they've got a soundboard where he presses for a catchphrase, it is a catchphrase machine. You, I think back to um, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan and Jerry Lawler and um, JR, and they click together, they work, they bounce off each other. You had this heel and you had the face dynamic. You had people that knew about wrestling and commentated on wrestling and now you've got a smug prick who thinks he's being clever, saying stuff that he tweeted yesterday, and Michael Cole that is spewing out catchphrase after catchphrase. It's just uh, so annoying. Yeah. I, I'd be happy with them just to get rid of the commentary and have the crowd noise over the top. I really Which would.
1: Which was weird because Corey Graves, I thought, did all right on the TakeOver show. thought he was fine on the TakeOver show. And then... Yeah,
2: when he wasn't being yeah. given the the... Um, remit of being the insufferable prick when he could yeah. go and be colour commentator doing the uh, is it Nigel Nigel Evans
1: Nigel doing McGuinness that.
2: McGuinness excuse me when he's he, been he,
1: furloughed hasn't
2: he has he so yeah. oh, Jesus. but doing that you know he, he went in as that he wasn't he wasn't being the heel but it was being contradictory he was being contrary he was playing devil's advocate all the time he was seeing it from the heel's point of view Corey Graves did that well and you go on the main roster and it's
1: insufferable, it really is We've got Wade Barrett now on NXT instead of Nigel McGuinness has so. he stayed on now, I thought we are only for a week uh, I don't know, he said that he'd be back on Tuesday Have you seen the main event for Tuesday?
2: Oh yes
1: wow, yeah. it should be a crack of that that should,
2: um, that should
1: be a good one The
2: last time we had a 60 minute match See was it, I can't remember if it was a timed match It was Gargano and Champa in one last beat Now was that a match that lasted an hour or was it?
1: Do you know, tonight? I never actually watched it, but Have you not? it was shit. Oh, well, was it? Yeah, I think that's why. But,
2: it's it was the start of this uh, Gargano character of just having his wife interfere in every single one of his matches, and yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> but yes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, should be good. So backstage, we get something where Corbin. Um, actually, what am I on about here? It was the before the match, and I was thinking. Ooh, the snowflakes on Twitter are not gonna be happy about this one where they drop in about Corbin's tweet about um, yeah. him not being a good husband. I'm thinking, Oh, there's some little weirdo and he's in his sat at home now and he's saying, I can't believe they've talked about that. Hashtag well, I'm not gonna get into it, but yeah. Well,
2: you know what? I'll I'm, I'll say I'll say something. Um I was surprised they mentioned it.
1: I was as well. Um
2: I I wasn't offended by it. I've read one very popular um wrestling website that b- believes it was disgusting and making light of a situation um all I'm going to say is they must 100% believe matt riddle and matt riddle must have 100% evidence that is in the clear for them to be using that on a pay-per-view or on any show that's all I'm going to say they yeah. must they need to be 100 percent sure to be using it in storylines um you know they're taking it as the fact is he had an affair when there are other parties putting out alternate facts shall we say not lies just other their version of events um and to to use it in a storyline is very risky they need to either have some good lawyers or some good evidence
1: You know, I had a comment I was going to say in my head then, I'm thinking I'll just stay quiet. Tell me later. Yeah, it was something about if I ever get a bird, Matt Riddle (laughs) can do what he wants with. you. Anyway, right.
2: I I said that to my mate the other day, Marcelo Bielsa, manager of Leeds United. I said, if I found him shagging my wife, I'd I'd applaud him and make him a sandwich for afterwards. Honest to God, I don't care. So, yeah, Matt Riddle, I know what you mean in there, but go on.
1: I have have a real-life situation. I could use it. I'll tell you off there. (laughs) You'll laugh. Right, so... Riddle versus Corbin. I was sat there and I thought, there's no Corbin is winning this match 100% and then Riddle will probably go later down the line. But we get a match. It went a little bit longer than I thought. It went about, I don't know, probably like 12 minutes or something like that. Um, I thought it was good, right? I thought Corbin's offense wasn't great to watch. Riddle's was great. So you got some shit part of the match and a great part of the match. I love watching Riddle on the offense. Riddle is great. Corbin is Just WWE mediocre wrestler, yeah? And I thought it made for a a decent match. And then I looked on grapple and it was a 2.09. I thought that match happens in a New Japan ring. You're all like, oh, it's a three and a half star match. (laughs) It was just great. The strikes were so real. But anyway, I thought it was a good match and I was shocked that Riddle got the win and I was happy he got the win. But straight away, what you alluded to, the commentary team sort of took the moment. Oh my God, what a shot this is! This is the biggest win of Matt Riddle's career. What? He beat AJ Styles clean in his dick?
2: <laughs> like three weeks We're ago. He's watching yeah.
1: Evolve 96. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why is it a big shot? Matt Riddle, for me, should be running through Baron Corbin, but it shows you what they think of Baron Corbin.
2: That's, that's more. T- I think that's more how they consider Mac, uh, Baron Corbin than Matt Riddle.
1: Yeah, but one thing that I... They're, like, they're there, they're saying, oh, what a shot. This is the biggest win of his career. Why would you say those lines knowing that two matches down the line, Keith Lee is legitimately going to get the biggest win of his career. And then the commentators, I think it was Tom Phillips was saying the same thing, which is true. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you just told me that Matt Riddle's got the biggest win of his career. So sort of took, it didn't take away, but you know what I mean? It just came into my head. But what what did you think of the match?
2: um, Yeah. The match was uh, the only thing unexpected about it was Riddle winning. Yeah. That was it. Um, it's not the biggest win of his career. No. He, uh, it's pro- it was probably his biggest win on the night. <laughs> it's, it, I, I, you're not going to like this. I enjoy Corbin. And, you hate me for it. No, I don't, I don't dislike he's, it. He's no, a, I... he is a great heel. And people will say, oh, there's go away heat and there's heel heat. And it's like, it's heat. We don't like him. I don't like his smug grin. I don't like the way he does the same moves every single match. I don't like his crappy promos. But he is there in that ring doing it, getting those. If I turned over and never bothered turning back, but I watch him because he he, he elicits that response that I love about wrestling. The fact that some people go out there to piss you off, and he does. Um you know, we had his baseball slider into the ring for us twice. And again, I, I'm sure I read. I'm sure, I'm sure. Hang on. I'm sure I read on Twitter somebody said about Riddle. Um, great in-ring storytelling, or in-ring uh, storytelling of the match, is when uh, he got nailed with the first baseball slide, Larry. But the second one, Riddle had him figured out. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: And I'm just I like, I, all right, son. It's literally like he would learned that move. Mortal Kombat 2 on the Amiga and the Mega Drive managed to remember the same move done over and over again. So it was nothing special. But I just liked the fact that they gave him that win. They let him use you know, his finishes. It was a clean win. Yes, he had to get his heat afterwards. And it was probably one of the drawbacks of the night was seeing Corbin go and attack him backstage. Because yeah. it's like, for me, payback... You've got eight matches, you got eight on long-running feuds, or week-long feuds in some cases for the women's tag. Now is the chance to get your payback. You either get it or you don't, and you move on. And I just think they could have just drawn a line under a lot of stories here. I've Roman come out, new champ, who's my next person, inter- Intercontinental, which wasn't even there. you got some new champs, you've got some rivalry settled, move on. And instead, we're going to get Corbin Riddle next week.
1: Yeah, in, and Corbin's uh, going to get his win back, which just...
2: It'll get it on. It'll get it on SmackDown, and then see. How, can you see Riddle Corbin in the kit in a Hell in Cell
1: match? No, I they always th- do
2: two of them, don't they?
1: Don't think it's big enough. Um, but for, for, I, mm. I was thinking when we were talking about this, then it seems to be like these mid-carders that get in pushes. There's not enough room on SmackDown, so you've got Riddle getting a push, Big E getting a push. You've already got Jeff Hardy, AJ, Sami Zayn in the Intercontinental Title thing. So really, you want Riddle and Big E. Now, they've got big wins on pay-per-view. It's like, what's next? Are they going to go for a title? And there's not enough room in the title scene for them. Nah. I think you'd almost be better maybe having one of them on Raw. But I say that, the draft's coming up, isn't it?
2: Draft's coming up. Um, I don't want them to get the idea of adding a third hour to SmackDown because two is just enough. But they're getting back to that point. I mean, the, the... We're forgetting that it was what four months ago that was one of the biggest culls of talent in WWE's history, and they got rid of a lot of um, but, um, of, the, of the excess on on the roster. I don't, you know, I don't mean any disrespect, but these were people that probably wanted rid of for a while, and you know, some people made unemployed, etc. You know, and it was it was horrible. But I thought it would trim quite a lot off the rosters to give a more lean program, and now they seem to be pushing everybody. Because yeah. that's, that's the person who got a clean coronavirus test this week. So let's give them a push. And it's like, oh, Jeff's clean. Jeff had his two weeks in isolation. Bring Jeff back. Okay, Roman's here. Roman's back. Let's have him. And Braun, you go over. I, I just think, I, I think they've got an, a, an idea where to go. But it's that upper mid card, like you say, of Matt Riddle, AJ Styles, Big E. I think they'll probably all end up in a in a ladder match for the yeah. one contender spot or something. But um, look, they're getting the wins. That's what counts to me. They're getting the wins. They're getting the short time. They're getting the clean wins. Um, there's no nothing to make a mockery afterwards of, you know, distractions and roll-ups and slides and this, that, and the other. So, nah, it was good enough for me. Matt Riddle winning. Fine by me. Except those digital flip-flops spinning in the oh. air. That was just shite.
1: What? It did? They did that for when Lashley won the title, didn't they? Did they do it again? You know, like the picture frames. Yeah, no,
2: they did one, you know, where they have like um Roman Reigns comes and they have that big CGI dog.
1: Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Well the and the the for Baron Corbin, they have those banners hanging down with his initials on. You know, in CGI. Oh,
1: right.
2: For Matt Riddle they had just two flip flops spinning in the air.
1: <laughs> I like the start of the match though. Speaking of like, you know when he comes in, they do the pyro when he comes into the ring. Yeah, and, that's cool. line, and Corbin smacks him. I thought that was, like, a good start to this match. But I know what you mean with that CGI stuff. Um, but you know what?
2: If they go back to arena shows and they go back to Raw as normal, this Thunderdome's going to let a lot of people down because you're going to go expecting pyro and lights and amazing sound and they're just going to have the normal Raw setup. So is maybe pyro and all that back to stay?
1: I wouldn't surprise me if they think, fuck, fans, let's just get this Thunderdome thing in. We can control the reactions. Raw. It's It's crazy, isn't it? They can finally... Control the reactions, yeah, yep. and get the response that they want, and they turn Roman heel. <laughs> I mean, this should be <laughs> Vince's wet dream. Yeah. Well, I mean,
2: that's literally what they've got. They've got, I mean, uh, do people pay to go on those screens? Uh,
1: i think you just apply it's like www okay so so they're
2: not making money on it but you've got all those screens and it's basically just moving faces and you see them you know you could easily record that person and just reuse it over and over again you've now got the chance to manipulate the sound the crowd cheers the pops the music you can re-record it and go back and edit it uh, yeah, it's Vince's wet dream, and I, I really don't believe what you know. If people are thinking live shows are going to come back and they're going to bring all the fans back, well, they, they'll make they're making less losses than they are doing if they were running live shows. From what I read, that you know, you run live shows and some of them are profitable, some of them aren't. But your your talent's got to keep traveling all the time. As it stands now, you've got talent being used every week in an environment you can manufacture. Yeah. Um, you know your roster's well rested. They're not getting injured. They're not wrestling six times a week. It wouldn't surprise me if the whole thing just gets dialed back a little bit. I, yeah. I really wouldn't for the for the well being of the staff. But when's Vince ever put that his well well being of his staff?
1: There any real big gates they get like your Royal um, Rumble, WrestleMania weekend, Survivor Series, yeah. stuff like that. But for the rest of it, it won't surprise me. I, I don't know, but we will see where it goes. Do you see Kenny Omega?
2: <laughs> yeah. Funny <laughs> yeah. it so. Uh, whether there were Benoit, there were Kenny Omega, there was some uh Egypt that decided to put some clan rally on there. And I hope he gets everything that you know it deserves in life. Um, and who else was there? There was one, see, was it actually Kenny Omega?
1: I don't know. He put something up on Twitter saying, uh, I thought it'd be funny, so it might well have been. I was off asleep when I was reading it last night. I just so love
2: somebody. Sure. I'd love somebody at WWE to be looking through all the applications, going, Kenneth Omega,
1: yeah, okay, accept. Yeah, let's <laughs> get on, Mr.
2: Cody Roan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just some intern that's never seen wrestling before. Yeah. But no, it's, it, it, it makes a difference. Sometimes it's a little bit distracting. I won't lie, but it makes a difference to have just many faces there enjoying what's going on, yeah. rather than uh, rather than just darkness.
1: It is miles better. I prefer it. Next, we had a match which it was Bailey and Sasha versus Naya and Shayna. The original plans were for it to be um, Shayna and Oscar. They even got a non title victory over Bailey and Sasha. So when they made the change, I thought it is pretty obvious they are going for the Naya and Shayna win. Um, I, th- I will say, I thought overall the match was very weird match because you had. The people, it was like the first matches. The people who were winning the matches didn't get anything in until the end. But it was mm. strange watching the much smaller Bailey and Sasha dominate Naya and Shana. But I thought Bailey and, in particular, Sasha, were fantastic in this match. They were. They, Sasha was working her ass off, which oh, I have yeah. no problem. She's got a fucking great ass, but she was working her ass. I thought she was Brit twenty twenty guys. I apologise. Um, she was no, I don't. She was working her ass off. I thought. They were both San, great.
2: Sammy Guevara got a four-week suspension for. A
1: bit more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't say I wanted to do that. <laughs> um, right. So Bailey and Sasha worked their ass off. They were both great. Um, yeah. I thought this was um weird match, but Bailey and Sasha were both great. The ending, yeah. it got Shayna over massive. Well, there were no crowd, but she basically submitted both of them technically, even though it was Bailey the oh, one yeah. that tapped, but made Shayna look strong. Bailey and Sasha Stoenka teams, one thing I will say I don't want them to split Bailey and Sasha up, I don't, you two not like, I love the act, but I feel like you yeah. messaged me at some point saying you weren't was that
2: you? On, yeah, that was me and that was around the time I, I I just got bored of seeing them, but the women's roster has been held up by them two for the past, well, how long has it been now? Five months. Them two have kept that women's roster going. Uh, yes, Oscar's great, but you know, they have been everything that's been talked about on Twitter in terms of women's wrestling. Um, they've, they've had two, two matches a night on some pay-per-views. Um, Sasha Banks is, is an incredible worker. Bailey's great. Um, she's again, Bailey irritates the fuck out of me, but if she does that, it means she's doing the right, the job, right? Yeah. So it's fine. Um, last night, First of all, is Nia Jax a face or a heel? What is she this week? I can't. <laughs> so she was wearing a Tamina t shirt. Is Tamina like. Is she in a hospital bed or is she. Uh, know, Tamina
1: was on SmackDown in the segment with uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Right, um, so
2: Nia Jax was wearing a Tamina t shirt just for the sake of it. Um, okay. and these two don't like each other. I get that's okay, that's crazy, but they decided to be a tag team. I personally, again, it is with Shayna Baszler, Royal Rumble. And we say the same thing every time we do a podcast. Royal Rumble, she's a wrecking machine. Um, elimination Chamber, she's a fucking wrecking machine. WrestleMania, she loses in 15 minutes. And then Money in the Bank, what, what happened? Did she slip on a banana skin and fall on yeah. a cream pie or something? And then, to so last night, I just think if you wanted to have a... You, you can have Bailey and Sasha lose and these two have been threatened to have been broken up for years. Again, I'd I'd be happy to wait for WrestleMania. Keep it yeah. bubbling. And people again say it's long-term storytelling. Well it's not, it's just constantly saying will they or what? they? It's just two friends that are always on the verge of having an argument every week. How many of them do we know? Um Baszler should have won that single-handedly. Nijak should have stood on the ring ropes with the rope in her hand and the tag rope, waiting for a tag, screaming for a tag. Baszler should have taken them both and yes that makes them look weak but if she'd have been that wrecking machine killer instinct that won the titles for her um, you know it, it it does more for a character you know what as a as a good runner-up would be the way she made Bailey tap because that was incredible but again it just I just think she should have done it all on her own and not I thought a... she did do it all on her own pretty much Jax was in, and I mean, there was one point where Jax was on the outside, and she had barely bite legs, and she was slamming her into the, uh, you know, the barricade fencing. Yeah. Uh, and Corey Graves was saying that that makes the difference—the dominating power and stuff. And I'm just like, no, it's not. That's that's how you crippled Kyrie Sane, But by the by, um, I, I'd, I'd have preferred it just to have been a bit more dominant from Basil. But then again, you make him. Bailey and Sasha look weak. As an outcome for it, it's fine. I think I can see them losing the tag titles pretty quickly.
1: Yeah.
2: If the iconics, I mean, I don't get the iconics and um, Riot Squad version two on the pre show. It's like you've got two tag teams there fighting with each other over crap when you've got the women's tag title belts with Baszler and Jax have been thrown together and don't want to be together. Well, why aren't the Iconics in real life, you know, realistically, why wouldn't the Iconics go, they don't want to be together. We're a proper tag team. We've been together for years. Give us the shot. Why are Riot Squad version 2 saying, give us that title? So, you know, why is it two I people who hate each other get thrown together? It, I think Riot
1: Squad are challenging. I think next. Oh, well, I think uh, whoever won that pre-show match, I think it was the Riot Squad. that It was, yeah. They're challenging. Um, next. For the tag titles. But... Yeah, I just don't want them split. This is now SummerSlam's finished, paybacks finish. Yeah, August is yeah. done. Yeah, let's be honest. This is normally not a downtime, but it's it's not like a big time of the year, is it? Now, usually the biggest yeah. times of year is the roll to WrestleMania, the roll, the month before SummerSlam. So it's like I don't want to see Bailey Sasha. But I thought what they might do is have them split in the next few weeks. I don't want them to, but I think they might have them split in the next few weeks. They'll have a match at Clash of Champions. We'll get Sasha, Bailey, Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it's November the first, so it gives them what eight weeks, one paper, one pay per view in between. So they'll probably have a. I don't want it to happen. I don't think there's any need for me. I just brush this under the carpet now. Have them get on for a few months, bring it yeah, back where be. they fall up again. Have them get on a few months, and then maybe, maybe Bailey eliminates Sasha in the Rumble, and there yeah. we go. We're at races.
2: Yeah, put the title on – Charlotte Flair is probably going to come back. Put the title oh. back on Flair and have Bailey and, Bailey and Banks be the last two in the Royal Rumble or something. That's long, long-term storytelling isn't just having two people, you know, be asked the question, are you going to argue this week? Oh, no, maybe, yeah. And it's like, that's not storytelling. Storytelling is – you know layering sort of nuanced subtleties into a story that you know might be drawn upon over years at a time and just to rush it because it would make a cool youtube moment it shouldn't be done like you say that it them two deserve a wrestlemania headline spot
1: yeah it's the biggest women's match you've got left you've not used at a wrestlemania i mean there's no becky there's no ronda go with sasha bailey at mania yeah. You don't need it for one of these shows. You don't need it. You can have if you really want a woman's hell in a soul, which I don't even know if we need. Do you know what I mean? You could you could you can you can just shove some things together. You've got eight weeks. You could just have Oscar versus Bailey, Oscar versus Sasha, for what happened with Kyrie Zayn or something like yeah. that. But I just feel like they don't need to rush it.
2: Um, I just feel like it would be a rush. If they split them up, it would be a rush. Yeah. And we keep saying about the fans, you don't need to split them up. You can have I mean, look how long Undisputed Era has been going. Yeah. And how many times they've suggested a breakup. Twice. I remember two sort of close times where they were arguing and looking at splitting up and they didn't. And both involved Roderick Strong. And they never did. That's storytelling because you know you can keep looking back at those times and you can see that they're bonded together as a group. These two, the amount they've split up and gone to counseling and got friends again, it's the same as a heel turn and a face turn. And if you keep doing it every six months,
1: what's the point? Well, what we can do now, Bailey's going to get 365 days, maybe whatever. Just yeah, have Sasha, it, yeah. Sasha inadvertently cost Bailey at the next pay per view or at Hell in a Cell. And then neither of them have a belt. They start to argue, and then they get their heads together. They both win a belt back. Something like that is where they should go for that. But next, Keith Lee, the man of the hour, in his skirt, in his fucking new horrific theme music. And I'm thinking, well, I'm I'm thinking this podcast, tomorrow, I'm going to fucking shit on that prick Vince McMahon. And then Keith Lee beats the guy who's been the hottest act in the company all summer, clean. In six minutes, brilliant. Vince, I always knew you was a fucking genius, mate. Six minutes in, it yep. is confirmed. Vince is a big Keith Lee fan. He must have been watching him on these progress shows on Evolve thinking he, he's, he's, he's my next guy and he's great. So Keith Lee beats Randy Orton and I was shocked. That spirit bomb hit and I, I was. thought, what a great move that was. And then when it hit three, I was like, what?
2: But you know what now? Protect the spirit bomb. Yeah. Protect it. If that move can put Randy Orton out in six minutes, one, two, three, and it didn't even kick out at 3.5, the Hulk Hogan kick out. It stayed on his back. Every match now where that spirit bomb hits, that they need to stay down because that should be the F5. That should be, uh, fuck, I can't think of, you know, Hulk Hogan's leg drop. It should be the move that puts people out and keeps them out. And if you have every Tom, Dick and Harry kicking out after two on a spirit one from now on, it, it it will just take it away. From now on, every Keith Lee match, he, you can even have him, you know, getting in it and manoeuvring themselves out and blocking it or whatever. But as soon as that spirit bomb hits, three count, Keith Lee wins. They have to do that because then the next guy, the first guy to kick out of it, he's just going to get rocketed. And that should be in years time.
1: Yeah, there's just no need for it, is there? Um, no. Match itself, it wasn't like a great match or anything, but it didn't need to be. It just needed that sharp value. I thought it was one... Of, it, put it this way, I'd, I was saying this to someone, I can't probably, Neil. I'd sooner have a 3.5 match between Tanahashi and Zack Sabre that we see every fucking New Japan show. I won't remember that. I'll remember Keith Lee beating Randy Orton Cleans. For me, that makes Keith Lee, Randy Orton a better fucking match. Do you know what I mean? It was a better match. Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. I, I loved it. I loved it. It didn't need to be great. It was just it did its job. It gave us that shock factor. I wasn't expecting it now. Next time Keith Lee's wrestling or Randy Orton's wrestling, I won't think, well, this match is gonna go eighteen minutes. I'll start paying attention in ten minutes. I'll go and make a brew or whatever. Yeah. No, we know it can end at any moment. And for me I was yeah. thinking, what should do, do with Keith Lee next? Because we're gonna get Drew versus Randy Orton. Please don't mm. throw Keith Lee into a three-way and have him not take the pin. Keep it going. Rey Mysterio's facing Seth Rollins tomorrow night on Raw. End that feud tomorrow, yeah? And we can have Keith Lee versus Seth Rollins. It'll be able to show how athletic Keith Lee is. He can get some big wins over Seth Rollins, and then you've got the draft in October. So give us Keith Lee versus Seth Rollins. And then we well, can go on to Keith Lee versus AJ. Some well, ready-made. Some first,
2: first of all, you get Keith Lee versus Murphy. Yeah. It's got to go through gonna... Murphy. That'll be fantastic. You'll get two matches out of them, two great matches. Um, you've also got the fact that uh, we haven't talked about them, but Retribution. Um, there's a you know, there's a strong feeling that Dominic Dijakovich is in there. And them Keith Lee and Dijakovic had some amazing matches on NXT. Yeah. So the, the, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot to keep Lee, Keith Lee busy before the Royal Rumble without needing a belt on him. If anything, the the one of the biggest disappointments for me in his NXT run was putting so many belts on him at once and losing them so quickly. So just keep him out of it. Keep him strong. Keep him beating people. Having beat Seth Rollins at Hill in a Cell. Yeah. In a Cell.
1: Yeah, you've got <laughs> Alistair Black who's a heel. They turn yeah. Kevin Owens every yeah. month. Do you know what I mean? There's plenty they can do with uh, Keith Lee going forward. At the Retribution, actually, no, I was thinking this, a year, was it a year ago? Do you remember when they just forgot who tried to kill Roman Reigns? Yeah. yeah and she got looked over. I was sat thinking, it Vince is thinking, I've got Roman back. Do you know what I mean? This Keith Lee's going to be a big star. I think he might just think, meh. Fuck it, Bruce. Just forget about it. Never mention it again. It would. I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did.
2: Just what are you saying, Ke- That's Keith? That's it. Just oh, you forget just. Forget about
1: retribution. That's it. It will never be mentioned again. What, Can like you the... imagine?
2: Like the hacker.
1: Yeah. Yeah, who, who was
2: that? Or the uh, the uh, the laptop general manager of Raw?
1: Yeah, bit, didn't that
2: yeah. turn out to be Hornswoggle or something? But yeah, look, it's I I think Retributional. You know what? It should have been a team of five or six. Um, I one thing I was going to mention about the Roman Reigns thing. Yeah, he's better. Look, he's good on his own. If he didn't have Heyman with him, having Reigns as the leader of Retribution as a heel faction yeah. wouldn't have been a bad shout. Could you be. know? You know, he I've I was half expecting he stood at the ramp, he's got the title, and then he calls retribution in the Tech Off the Hoods and you can see it's Dajakovich and you can see it's whoever it is coming from NXT. And he just sets them on Strowman and well, not the fiend, but you can see he sets them on Strowman and there is there is team or whatever. But I don't know. Look, it's I I don't even know who else would be in this retribution.
1: How many of them has there been
2: so far? About Fifteen or sixteen of them?
1: I've barely even paid attention. I think on the last one, there was about six. The last time they appeared, it was something like that. Um, but
2: I'm I surprised they didn't get involved. But yeah, so Keith Lee can be taken down by them and Dijakovic is in there. You've got Keith Lee, uh, Kevin Owens. Yep, they could turn him again. Alistair Black. Um, and who was the other one we mentioned? Yeah, Murphy and Rollins. That'd be fantastic. Having maybe even Rollins trying to convert. Because that's one thing that I always wondered about. With the Monday Night Messiah thing, which we're probably going to be coming on to him in a minute. Why isn't he trying to convert more people to yeah, his nah. way of thinking? How great a gimmick would that be that, you know, he's trying to convert, bring people over to his side. He converted Murphy, you know, and instead of just saying, I don't like you, I'm going to rip your eye out. Why isn't he trying to come? Imagine he converts Dominic Mysterio and brings him over into his, into his group, makes him see the light, you know, I, I just, I'm just a fat lad from Yorkshire that's thinking this stuff and I think it's better than some of the stuff to churn out but hopefully with the talent they've got in there'll be some good matches.
1: It'll be the Usos maybe Tamina, maybe someone from NXT That it'll, it'll, I guarantee you by the time WrestleMania comes about nobody will know anything about Retribution, it'll be done done, forgotten about, never to be spoken about again Um i'm telling you right next ray and dominic versus rollins and murphy after i'd watched the key match i couldn't really get into this but it ended up being for me the best wrestled match on the show the action was great uh rollins and ray mysterio are fucking great together dominic definitely played his part in the match uh kenny omega was great sorry buddy murphy um yeah it was just a really really fun tag team match um the end was a little bit. Ray Mysterio sort of botched that move to Rollins on the outside. Dominic gets his first pin in the WWE. It was a nice feel-good moment. Thought, great way to end the feud. But this feud, mate, must continue when Rollins beats Ray Mysterio on Raw tomorrow night. Oh, really, they should just end it. Please, let's just have Ray... It's going to go to hell in a cell, isn't it? They're going to have Ray versus Rollins hell in a cell. They are. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of bored of it now. together, but...
2: They do work great together, but there's too much of a good thing. And when, you know, the same matches are happening, you, it it just gets a bit repetitive. And we've already proved that there's a hell of a lot of talent out, out there that we could be having different matches up against. Why, why does it have to be Mysterio, Mysterio, pay-per-view, more Mysterio? You know, why can't he go off and nurse the fact that he had his eyeball pulled out and in the meantime turns his attention to Alistair Black before he turned? And then Alistair Black goes away, and Mysterio comes back. I want, I want revenge for you taking my eye out two months ago. And it keeps it fresh. Uh, I don't know. That's what made me lose interest in the first place. That they just they find one good thing that gets a lot of clicks and a lot of click throughs on social media and a lot of likes, and they just keep it going. But this tag match, you know what? Yeah, it was fun. It was well done. It was well built. Um, I, I, I love the fact that Dominic got his pin. I think that was that was great because. If it had been rare, just you know, it seemed to be a night of firsts of bringing of giving young talent. Yeah, I was going to include Shayna Baszler when I listed them there, but <laughs> Shayna is forty odd. But Shayna Baszler's coming up; she gets a win, she becomes tag team champion. Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Big E, even you know, yeah, he's been around for a while, but as a singles title, you know, as a singles competitor, um, I'm hoping that's a sign of things to come.
1: It's gonna be horrible doing the Clash of Champions review when everyone else gets the win back. <laughs> yeah. 50 <laughs> 50 bucket.
2: Yeah. Vince just says, right, what we're gonna do for payback well uh, for Clash of Champions. Well, let's take the payback and just reverse it. Okay. Everyone yeah,
1: that will be what it'll be. But um yeah, see, like you say, it was just a, it was a really, really good match. Um, best wrestle match on the show. Yeah. Um I'm looking, really looking forward to Ray versus Seth tomorrow, I do think. It, it, these two they haven't actually had the singles match have they have they If I've missed it if they have or I've forgotten about it so well, we they, had the,
2: they had the extreme rules but that one yeah, it that wasn't was singles one on one that was like hardcore or yeah, eye for eye for eye for eye. that was
1: actually pretty good as well except for the weird mm. ending
2: yeah <laughs> how does pushing something into the eye pop anyway oh.
1: how can you have an eye versus eye match to then go to let's finish the food in a classic one on one wrestling <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so that, I think that's it. We spoke about every match there with Fiend, Braun, Roman. Roman wins the title. Um, mm. Yeah, heel turn. Looking forward. I'm looking forward. We're so optimistic here. It's going to be great when we do. We, we could even review SmackDown in a week and be like, well, they thought that up.
2: Yeah, probably. But look, for me, it, it was, you know, I watched a fair amount of SummerSlam. Um, raw and tag raw and smackdown in between. I've been watching bits, I've watched most NXTs. I've got a bit of AEW to catch up on, but work's been work, man. But as an opportunity, just to sort of try and think, just say, Right, I'm watched in a week or two. WWE, show me what you got right now. Show me what you got. And they delivered, and they delivered a night of decent wrestling, one on one, and tag team wrestling that wasn't overbooked, that wasn't overfilled with overthought it wasn't filled with dqs and sneak victories and people running in or whatever it was you know there was one match where there was a um the universal title match which was sort of a, a sort of a booked finish you know an overbooked finish where this guy comes in and then the ring falls apart but i think that made the universal title seem bigger yeah you had a, a, you had a, a run of seven matches that were one-on-one you know, there was one no holds barred at one point. And so, excuse me, no, there wasn't. But there was one-on-one matches. There were tag team wrestling. There wasn't even triple threat, was there? It was no. just all straight one-on-one. And then in the final, it just seemed bigger. Yeah. And and I think that's what made me enjoy it more. It put the emphasis back on... God, I'm sounding like Jim Cornette, but it put the emphasis back on that one main event being big and huge and booked because all the rest wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. no, I'm I'm convinced. I'm back. I am a, yeah. a convert.
1: Good show, very good show. Brought a lot of people's interest back. Um, hopefully they get good ratings on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, I'm sure we'll either get on SmackDown. Roman, Paul Heyman will probably just talk for him. Or I'd like to see Roman going mad at all the people in the air uh, on the on the screens. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That is your WWE Payback 2020 recap show. Thanks for joining us, Tebs. Thank you very much. Uh, Check out Teb's Movie Chef
2: podcast, which is at... At Chef, uh, and you can find us on Apple and Stitcher and Spotify and all those other fantastic places you can find your podcasts.
1: Yeah, so make sure you follow Teb's, give him a like, give him a retweet, give him a listen, and we will be back. Fuck knows. I'll be back. See you later, everyone. Cheers for joining us, Teb's, yeah?
2: Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. See you later. It's
0: over? Nah. Take hey, that!